0: All right, clap sync for real this time. Clap sync in three, two, one, and that was a good waveform on my bit. So you know, you know that that clap sync went through.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, like Have fun We didn't up. talk for like ninety minutes beforehand, so like we're okay. <laughs> and then this is also yeah. very true. Even if it's like clap sync uh, latency, yeah. greatly improved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, it's like you know it doesn't have to be the best waveform ever if it's right at the beginning of the recording then we're chilling Um, (laughs) i mean it'd be nice hey um but yeah it's so funny though i like you know i like i love the production right because like obviously it is exclusively there to help us all and myself especially but i sat there and you were like collapsing for real this time and i couldn't help but be like did we do a Clap think that wasn't for real earlier and I just got like lost and I almost didn't clap on time because I was just like a <laughs> fucking mental rabbit hole but I don't think we did that's what my search, uh, that was the answer that I found so I don't know But
0: I mean you always depended on Craig for this stuff and Craig has decided that he's taking a day off so that's the unfortunate yeah. bit
1: yeah like it's kind of fucked up but I feel like our... some of
2: that Detroit become human bullshit exactly <laughs> he like wants a to pay or rights. something
1: you know yeah <laughs> yeah. Indeed. yeah oh my uh. god it's actually ridiculous is it are we unfair to craig when we treat it as trade yeah it well, already it that's already mean um <laughs> but like treating craig like it takes every day off except for the day we record you know like only works one day a week right like that's like a pretty good lifestyle and it's a good had, life like,
0: for him. I don't see why he's complaining, you know? He should he should be thankful. He should be thanking us.
1: Exactly. Although, for his you
0: know,
1: he hasn't had many <laughs> sequential like weeks in a row without chilling. So maybe that's what this is part of, you know. But yeah. is
3: his time off really time off or is he just in like an empty vacuum until we pull him out of it again? And right. say,
1: hey, right. Listen to everything we say. It's actually possible that he wants more time on. Um, although there is mm. evidence against this because he leaves yes. a lot. Strong evidence against this. <laughs> <laughs> like As evidenced in
0: the middle of all of our episodes, we <clears throat> can just hear somebody just pause in the middle of their train of thought being like, oh, Craig just left. All right. oh, what was I saying? I forget.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I'm like, going to do this, but I actually just want to say that if you don't know what Craig is, it's a bot. That listens to our conversation in Discord and, like, writes it down, basically records the audio. And we use this to, like, sync our audio files together so that it feels really natural-sounding. Uh, Anyways, moral of the story is, not today. So if it's super fucking jank, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if James is gonna laugh, like, 45 minutes after a joke is said, that, I'm sorry. Um, I'll just do that best. to fuck with you. I know. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Someone will be in the middle of a profound thought. James will just burst out laughing, being like, remember when McCoy was talking about pots?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Just save your that reaction like if me. you can. Like, save it for, like, 30 seconds later. Just to fuck with everyone. <laughs> oh, God. Is and then
0: everybody's train of thoughts will just be thrown off.
1: <laughs> exactly. Although then we have to act like our train of thoughts aren't thrown off. Or else people will know that's what he's doing. Like, it's very complicated. (laughs) And ultimately, I think I've gotten to the bottom of it. It's ultimately not that funny either. So I think we will move past it. (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) But yeah, so cool. Um, Oh, hey, Zoe, do you want to introduce who we are and what we do and what this podcast is about? And maybe like one of some of the, you know, the features of today's episodes, like, for instance, the game and things.
0: Indeed, yes. We are the Tyranny of Thumbs Gaming podcast where we play a game each week and then we talk about it. We have our usual suspects of James McCoy and myself, Zoe, and we're joined this week by our friend Raphael. He's back, you know. I mean, I say he's back even though he was on the Cyberpunk episode last week. So he's back again. (laughs) You never missed him. But yeah, this week we played Eastshade, which is wildly different from Cyberpunk. Granted, I'm not gonna get as turned <laughs> talking about e shade as I maybe did last week. Instead, well, you know, I you. am. I that that is on me. You know, I'm not gonna deny that. But you know, this time I'm I'm curled up, and, and like the game, I'm curled up with a nice cup of tea, just ready to you know sip it for some inspiration, as we talk about this uh this game, which was it's a uh, open world ish walking simulator. I think that's how you, how you yeah. would describe it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. but you'd have to give a lot more context, just because it is so unique. Like, yeah,
0: exactly. It's that there's really no like, there, there's only like, I guess one overlying plot point in that you. Are sailing to this island of Eastshade, you you get into a shipwreck and you wash up onto its coast, but I think you were trying to get to Eastshade in the first place, and the objective, I guess if you even want to call it an objective, is that your mother's dying wish was for you to take, was for you to paint four areas of the island of Eastshade, and it was kind of like her dying wish, her last wishes, and honestly you could probably get this game done uh actually you couldn't get it done that quickly because a lot of areas open up as you do side right. quests and fetch like quests and whatnot and stuff, yeah. and, indeed yeah. um but that's honestly just how they throw throw it you into the world they just wash you up on this island you have this objective and then the game just kind of leaves you to just go out and explore um which, what, it's, it's wildly different from cyberpunk, only because it's like cyberpunk's just all about, you know, the flashiness and like, wow, all the intrigue, all the mystery. And Eastshade is just like, here's a world. We set you free. Go explore it. you know, Stop and smell the roses. Immerse yourself in our world. And, you know, maybe you'll have some stuff to do. Maybe you won't. Or just get lost.
1: But there is intrigue and stuff in this game, you know. It's just old-fashioned, almost myth style where it's, like, it's not so in-your-face. Like, definitely a lot of the quests and stuff, you're like, ooh, what is going on? Or, like, what could, you know, and, god, did anyone have this, like, training from cyberpunk? And maybe just games in general, but definitely not uh, different with cyberpunk, where you're, like, you're trying to see past... Like what could happen as a result of my actions? In other words, the classic example that I'm thinking of is there's a side quest where when you go to Lindau, the first town, and there's a bear there, and he's like, yo, I want to like prank my brother in Nava, but he'll never trust me to do this. So I need you to deliver these like grape, like tarts to him basically, uh, cause he and tell him he's, you know, it's raspberry and stuff. And so my mind is like, in video game slash cyberpunk mode. And I'm like, I know this is a cheery place and all so far, but is he going to poison and kill his brother here? <laughs> <laughs> and am I going to be the accomplice? Like, should I even do this? And you do it and his brother like eats them. And he's like, oh, it's so disgusting. Like my taste buds are ruined. Pause. Ah, what a g- fantastic joke. This is awesome. You did great. It's going to go down in family history. You know, like, his brother is, like, there the whole time during the first half of that conversation awkwardly and then just, like, comes in and is like, ah! And everyone's like, ah! And it's just the most positive outcome ever. And you're just like, what? Like, did anyone else feel that? Like, in other parts of the game, like, where is the evil here? Like, where is that? Why is everything so cheery and why does my brain keep telling me someone's going to kill someone somewhere? Yeah, I was was worried that, like... The brother that you were pranking would get really angry with you
3: Mm -hmm. and it would like I don't know maybe block off some side quest that you would otherwise have with him or something Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: exactly like I was just waiting for like any type of dialogue decision for the game to slap me upside the head and be like don't you feel morally awful for what you've just done but instead like half of the time like even if what I made was maybe not so great a decision it's like okay I didn't quite like that but but it's all right, yeah. you know? I, I guess that's life. And I'm just like, oh, oh, well, you forgive me. Oh, and you're still going to give me 20 glowstones. Thank you. Oh yeah. I
1: appreciate that. <laughs> there is one decision early that seems so innocuous. And it is, I think, ultimately. But, like, the way that they teach you that your decisions sort of matter, or at least matter enough, they're going to get you outcomes, is where you tell that kid, like, you can fly, bro. And then he like he puts himself on the roof in the middle of the town. And it's just like, I am going to jump. And you're like, what the fuck? God damn it. Wait, what? That never happened. Happen. I
0: was gonna say that never happened really? for me. Oh, I-
2: my god. That happened for me.
0: I, I told Wait. I told the boy that he could fly, that he was a bird and he could fly, but he just continued to run around the fountain for me. Just
3: I think caw-caw. maybe I said something
1: slightly different. Maybe it was just like you can be whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Mmm.
1: Mm-hmm. if you tell maybe him, that's what i said he can fly he puts himself on top of i think the inn or maybe his own house and says i'm gonna jump mm, it's the inn he says i'm <laughs> gonna jump and you're like oh fuck and the, all the townspeople gather and they're sitting there and they're just like oh my god don't jump And he's like if i can be they you know the stranger said i can do whatever i want And you're like oh god why are you impo- <laughs> like i'm in this and then he's like yeah like if you guys don't turn away i'm gonna jump And you're like, what? You're going to jump? And he's like, yes. It's almost like the, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Mystery Men, but there's a character in Mystery Men who can only go invisible if nobody's looking at him. It's the dumbest (laughs) superpower of all time. And they like find a use for it, like three-fourths of the way through the movie, spoilers for Mystery Men, where like they like have to stealth their way through something and he just like, he's like, everyone turn around, like so that I can like get through this like machinery or something, maybe like a camera or... Uh, anyways but the point is yeah this kid's telling everyone like turn around turn around turn around and then i'm like pretty far away and i'm just looking at everything happening and it goes everyone but the stranger has turned around i'm gonna jump and i'm like oh my fucking so i like, dive for the ground with my like camera it's like looking away like jesus christ i'm really gonna kill a fucking kid like right at the beginning of this fucking game jesus christ so no everything works out great
2: um hunky <laughs> dory
3: again. are we all traumatized
2: yeah by like other video games
3: <laughs> yeah
0: I think so. <laughs> I
3: mean, there is the East Shady and Black Thistle, though, where they do tell you, like, you are a horrible individual. Mm-hmm. I
0: like never picked those. Mm. Yeah. Even when and the, all the signs like, like...
2: There's also the like Karen Owl, who's Karen like, owl. go, uh, the father of the um, right, the kid who pretends to fly.
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
2: Gets his head stuck in a pot. And you have to, like, go get the innkeeper to help him get his head out of the pot. And she's like, we need some soap. Go talk to what's-her-name, the owl. And you go and talk to what's-her-name, the owl. And she's like, he yells at his child. And yeah. Uh, yeah. now the child has an overactive anima- eh, well, uh Animation. Not that word,
3: <clears throat> imagination um, does have an over imagination,
2: yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, and so I think that for the good of the child, you should tell the sheriff, uh, that he yells at his kid because he does. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you're just like, What? <laughs> yeah, it is quite bizarre. I think you're like, Yeah, and then I don't know what a
2: terrible thing
1: yeah probably it's true there's a little bit of darkness in some of these concepts it's true but like the majority of the whole game is just so unbelievably pleasant and I actually do okay yeah. i do want to like take a quick pause for us just to say okay we've already started to talk about some of the incidents in this game we're going to talk about a lot of the incidents of this game if you even think you might remotely enjoy a game where you get to make composition like you get to make paintings in a beautiful uh scenery that you get to walk around in and uh, other ways of traversing it etc etc just play this game bro it's so peaceful so lovely um and then come back but all right we're gonna continue um i just want to say that because it's so much less awesome for us to be like yeah and then what happens is he gets on the roof and then what happens is you know <laughs> it's way less cool if you haven't seen it the first time and this is just a game that maybe a lot of people could have missed so just throwing that out there
0: but indeed uh, i mean i think we should maybe talk a little bit just about the actual game game system, like just how the game works in general, because I got serious Dear Esther vibes playing this game, Um, mainly when it dealt with the pacing, um, just as well as the gorgeous scenery as well. But, you know, the, the game puts you at a pretty... I would consider it to be a slow paced walk and you can hold down shift and walk maybe a little bit faster, but it's only a tad bit. And sure, later in the game, you can purchase a bicycle and you can also purchase tees so you can like warp across the world and whatnot. They do give you systems where you can travel faster on Eshade, but at least for the first, you know, good quarter, third of the game, you are traveling at this rather slow pace. Um... But it, for me, I found it to be a very enjoyable slow pace because it was—it was definitely a pace where you could walk forward, but you could still kind of tilt your camera and just kind of marvel at everything around you. And you know, you, you're able to find sticks on the ground and roots that you can scavenge. Uh, you can find characters in the trees who you can, you know, sell feathers to. Um, there's like a lot of little hidden gems in this game that if you were at any faster pace, I feel like you could just easily gloss over it and, you know, miss half of what E Shade has to offer. But they put you at the slow pace so that you can kind of have that experience of just stumbling in on a, a you know, a bunch of drummers or uh, you, you stumble in on a fisherman or something like that and I just I I thought that was a really neat concept really was just you know everything was just totally explored by like everything was a product of my own exploration Um, because also there's just no there's not really you're given a map later but also just there's no really real way to know where you're even at in the world it's all just based off of feel and like looking at points in the distance and trying to make your way towards them uh, in a way mm-hmm. hmm.
1: different you know zones with different i mean zones is a strange concept or term for it but you know different uh scenery like it's such a very condensed world it's true at the slow pace that it does take a little bit to get across it but and they have all these syst- you're right so it's sort of like they have so many systems holding you down at the beginning like you can't go out at night because it's too cold you can't move very fast um just like these sorts of things and then all of a sudden you can and you can kind of fast travel but only between nava and Lindau. so you're sort of like you're forced to go look around and like talk to everyone and go in every house and steal all their cloth and and that just (laughs) (laughs) while you're looking for more boards um but yeah like it it really does make you sort of like understand how the world comes together and i feel like God, I don't know. Did you feel this? Like, the first time I got a bike and got on it, I just, like, it was, like, I don't want to say, like, childhood wonder levels of giddy. But I was just, like, I could fucking move. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm free. And I just, like, rolled down the fucking mountainside. And I was, like, this is amazing. I'm so but
0: Especially f- when you learn that the bike has no limits. Like, I think the first thing I did, I just tested it in NAVA where I was, like, can a bike go up the stairs? And it just glides up the mm-hmm. stairs. And I was just, like, <gasps> mountain biking so i'm just like tumbling down cliffs and my bike just being like the world is free
1: (laughs) yeah yeah the first one of those for me was when i was in the inn and there was just like that really ridiculously vertical like you would crawl up with your hands and legs like staircase sort of thing and you're like what happens if i and you just glide up it oh and then i'm like on the way down like can i fall and die like how do i glide down this ladder properly um Maybe that's another thing from Cyberpunk that I'm traumatized by. But I've definitely died trying to go down ladders. So I'm just like, how do I fucking go down this side? You just glide down the ladder. It's just chilling. Um, yeah. Did anyone see an NPC try to walk up that ladder? It's hilarious. <laughs> they they just, I did not. Oh, my God. They just do their walking animation and then just slowly ascend. Like, <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. Not sure if intended, but Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they do, it's, it's such a walking simulator and it's like, but it, it has so much more like quests and so much more like systems and things than like a lot of walking simulators I feel like we've played. Like, I feel like it has like a lot of game in it. Like it really is, just has a quest log and it has an inventory. Like they add a lot of game things in here that like you can craft stuff. Like it's just it's it's interesting to see those kind of worlds collide. Because um, I think typically in my head of walking simulators is being so stripped down and having like none of that stuff and just letting you you know, like like even having stuff on the ground at all is like kind of I feel like different from a lot of the walking simulators I've played. Like that you can pick up that you care about.
3: I don't know, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Like a currency system, that's another thing. It has a currency system. You're buying shit. And dude, when you start, it's hilarious. Because it's like, here's a glowstone. It's like you're a kid. It's like, here's a dollar. And they like ruffle your hair. And you're like, sick? I have a dollar. And then they're like, you need $500. You're like, fuck, how am I going to get that? (laughs) This
0: is ridiculous. (laughs) Or at least like even that little like that toll bridge that right, you first right. have to cross where it's like you need fifty glowstones and you're just like, Well, I guess I have to find a lot of feathers because that guy only purchases one feather for one glowstone. Like, gotta find fifty of these. Damn it.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um That was uh that finding that bridge was the the first point in the game where I was like Are you fucking serious? Because it's a gorgeous world and I really enjoyed walking through it. And then I come to a bridge and there's no one on the bridge. There's nothing there. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to go across the bridge. And it's like, yeah, this is a toll bridge, idiot. You can't get across. And I'm like, it's clearly, you can clearly just walk.
0: Based off of the honor system,
3: yeah. <laughs> yes, but like automatic enforcement of invisible fence, right? <laughs> yeah, and
2: I was just like, it. It just felt so deeply arbitrary and unnecessary. Um, and to me, um, and um, all of the things that I'd done to make money were like. Pick up sticks off the ground and pick up feathers off the ground, and then like sell them to this writer guy <laughs> um and like I guess paint some pictures um and I don't know it felt like i I didn't enjoy that there was a seventy dollar toll. On the a bridge,
1: just goes up. I really hated the ninety dollars toll. It was seventy dollars. It, 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 it was it was sixty. 60 yeah,
2: it was 60? Yeah, yeah, okay, sixty. Okay, whatever. Blestone. A sixty dollar toll, arbitrarily, the, unnecessary difference there. Sixty dollar toll on a bridge that you could like wade across and not get your knees
1: wet. But I think um, it, but it's too deep. Yeah, exactly. I think it serves uh-huh, the purpose right. of keeping your world small right at the very beginning to make sure that you do execute on some painting and like just like in that smaller area so you can kind of understand like how it works and what success looks like I think, and how to turn it I think set. if
2: you need if you need that in order to paint then you're not going to enjoy this game and no amount of invisible walls keeping you from progression is going to make you enjoy this game
3: yeah like I think, like this is actually repeated with a lot of the progression in the game in that there's sort of these like soft guards that try to like in order to pass them you have to engage with something but you might just not find it and then you're just like okay well I'm stuck for a long time let me look at my quest book and I'll go through the things um like it it really could have benefited with just like a little bit more handholding like Maybe you should see if anybody wants a painting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like I, when they, I didn't have trouble
2: with that. When they point, want, but when like, like getting into the city or something.
3: But actually, so like, <clears throat> I got, I, I, I searched through like the entire city, and I missed one stand, which was the coat stand. Mm, classic. So it wasn't until right. the very end of the game that I actually got a coat, and at this point, I had already visited the glacier by glitching out of bounds with the bicycle. <laughs> um reasonable.
1: okay My <laughs> level strats here on this podcast okay
3: so well okay so like i got the bicycle and i had the exact same reaction i was like can i go upstairs and i went up the entire tower and then at the top of the tower the bicycle just is like floating in the air for some reason mm-hmm. um and i'm like oh this is fun and so then i actually had a lot of fun glitching the bicycle out and i found like on the tiffmore bluffs if you have a cliff that has a lower ledge below it that you can get to some other way, then there isn't an invisible fence on the upper one. And because the bicycle is faster, you can escape over the invisible fence of the lower ledge. So then you just like start biking around in the sky and you can go, I mean, I I went like out into the ocean for a while and then I was like, wait, this is gonna take a long time to get back. So (laughs) I'm not sure I wanna find out what happens if I like just keep going into the horizon. So then I just started biking around the map. and that's when I found the glacier place, um, I mean, <laughs> which was a cute quest. Although, I mean, again, it suffered from like a puzzle where actually bugs were misleading. So like there was this texture on this thing where like some of the segments of it had them swapped the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is this a clue? Like, do I need to flip three things? And now it turned out it was just, like you stack a bunch of things on top of each other. Yeah. Um, right and jump on
1: them that's actually hilarious i did want to ask people what we should have a bug report i'm just curious like going from cyberpunk it feels like we need to spend at least an hour talking about bugs over every game <laughs> and i'm just curious to people running into shit in this game i ran into very yeah. few but a couple for sure
0: i mainly dealt with glitchy npcs for the most part um like for example that's that same glacier uh side quest where like they're talking all about demons and like hallucin like people are having hallucinations. Yeah, I know. We're, we're back to demons, <laughs> mother.
2: <laughs> um, Sorry, the but, word demons triggers me now.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, so uh, so they're talking about like all these visions and there's voices happening in the night. And you go to talk to this one girl who's like on the on the ocean shore. And she's like, I don't know if I'm going crazy or not. And I'm walking back to camp because my journal says, you know, go back and talk to the captain. And I don't know why, but there was a shadow of one of the monkey NPCs on top of one of the glaciers.
3: Yeah, you're, you're hallucinating there, too.
0: Oh, is that supposed to be? Okay, so I didn't know if that was a glitch or if that was a hallucination. So I guess that goes to show maybe I was. So, okay. I guess that's as, as intended then. It's supposed to be a hallucination of that.
1: Dude, this is how hurt we are, guys.
3: <laughs> um, But yeah, I did encounter uh two game-breaking bugs, one of which I encountered twice. Uh, so let's see, like, I froze in the middle of the night because I didn't have a coat, like, many times. I was using it as a way to just, like, get back to town fast. Mm-hmm. Um and a couple of times it just got stuck on the menu after that and it had to alt f4 mm. uh, i mean fortunately like it saves you back at the bed before actually getting there so i didn't lose any progress that way um another game breaking bug i encountered was in the one of the dream tees you're like jumping from these pillows in the water and if you fall into the water it like resets you and drops you back on the first pillow um and something happened that like pushed the pillows off to the side, so I was just endlessly falling into the water.
1: Unfortunate.
3: Um, so that was also
1: an Alt F4. Mm-hmm. Alt F4, the true answer to the puzzle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I do believe there is one there was just one game breaking bug actually where I lost a lot of progress, unfortunately, where um, for whatever reason I <laughs> walked into the Tifmore Bluff ruins. I just walked into the building and suddenly like my sound just got like blasted with like rushing water. Like it brought in the waterfall sound all of a sudden and my character like fell to the ground like face planted, black screen, and all I could hear was just like loud rushing water. So I was thought I thought it was part of the game for a bit where I'm like, Oh, it's haunted and I got knocked Welcome. out. Um but no, I I, I had to <laughs> I had to force quit and, and load back in and unfortunately i lost a lot of progress that way so then every time i approached the ruins i like saved my game and then like inched my way into the ruins being like are we good (laughs) okay i can paint my picture now thank you
2: (laughs) yeah so i actually i played this game for about two hours and then um and then I stopped. Um, maybe three hours? I don't know. I um, I really enjoyed the aesthetic of the world and the talking to the characters and how kind of innocent and joyous it was, especially in comparison to cyberpunk. Um, and I enjoyed the composition and, and taking pictures and cause it's like, it's not painting, it's taking pictures, but kind of the, all of the stuff on the floor that you have to pick up. Um, I kind of felt a compulsion to pick it up and also a revulsion at needing to. Um in this game and it really felt like it was taking away from the experience to me. And um I just I just didn't enjoy that very much. Um and I kind of realized that half of the game was gonna be staring at the ground, like mashing the pickup button on all of the sticks. <sighs> um and a lot of the value of the game to me is like the, the, the composition. And like, I go out on a walk every day and take a picture or two or three, um, and try and like, uh, I feel like the value of this game to me, I get in other places of my life. Um, and so, I it just didn't it didn't inspire me to keep going. Uh, but I didn't also encounter any bugs in the first two hours, three hours.
1: So what you're saying, James, is that your inspiration meter was not filled by this game. Yeah. I understand.
2: I understand. Like, I think I mean I just think that there's there's a lot of people that don't have a lot of beauty in their world um, or they live in a place um, where uh, they don't like get to walk a couple of blocks out to the ocean (laughs) Um, and I mean I feel really thankful that that I do get to do that but I don't think that this game, like, adds a whole lot of value because of that. <clears throat> Not to me. But, like, to other people, it absolutely would. Mm-hmm. And to me, at other points in my life, absolutely.
1: Hmm. I mean, it's definitely interesting to think about, like, if you were to be actively, like, utilizing this creative part of you, then maybe you'd look at this and think to yourself, well, this isn't as beautiful as you know, whatever, that I'm experiencing. I do think, though, God, you want to talk about a game that might be good for people in lockdown? It might be this one.
3: Like I mm-hmm. bet you a lot of
1: people are having an experience where they aren't seeing as much beauty as they'd like to see. Um, yeah, I do wonder if this could be a nice thing for that for many people um, in sort of an opposite of way that it's maybe not as nice for you. Like, right. I mean, I just kind of felt like
2: I'd rather just go outside and take a walk,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and then pick up sticks. And, and it was a good in- inspiration to do so. Mm-hmm. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Like I was wondering to myself when I first started playing this game, like, because hmm. there's a lot of like systems. I thought at first I was just going to paint everything right, like just like take a bunch of pictures and call it a day. Um, but they very much like limit, you know, the amount of canvas you have and they limit the inspiration you have and they limit a lot of things so you know it's like at first you're very stingy i think or you should be very uh maybe stingy is the wrong word but you know very cautious cautious conservative yeah Yeah, conservative Conservative. intentional yeah with your resources at the beginning um and i was thinking to myself like you know i would love to take more pictures of some more of this beauty but i do think you get there in time though um Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, there was a point where I had, I think, like, 17 inspiration or something just floating around. I could have painted way more pictures. That being said, like, it didn't really feel like having those, I mean, particularly the canvas limit, it doesn't really seem to serve a a purpose in the game. Yeah. Um, the inspiration I get, like, they're trying to encourage you to visit more places, try more things, but I mean,
2: And they don't want it, they don't want it to be free. They don't want painting a picture to be as free as taking a picture with a digital camera. Um, and I think that that's valuable because it makes you actually think about each one.
1: Well, Um, so it's, it's very similar to film camera style where it's like you have a roll of 20 and you better fucking make them count like in the that's a huge difference of like when i when i learned uh photography there was i was a class in my high school and they started you on film cameras like from way back in the day um and they did so because they they wanted to like shackle you in the way that this game shackles you in a in a sense it's different right because you can It's not like you have a particular roll of 20 Um, exactly, but if you find yourself on your phone or on your digital camera taking a hundred photos, it would seem of the same thing. And then like telling yourself that later you're gonna come back and sift through them to figure out the one that's actually good. And then they're all so close to each other that you're like, what the fuck? They're all like kind of good, but maybe none of them are good or I don't know. And it just drives you into that insanity that's a digital photography creation. Like with film, you you feel like I am going to fucking nail this shot right here. Like the lighting is going to be perfect. The sun is going to be in exactly the right place. The bird is going to be in exactly the right place. And you have to capture it all. It's, it's um, almost like thrilling and exciting in the moment. Like there's so much about how much you have to line up and you have to just feel it creatively. And then you take it and typically i mean some people use film differently but typically you take you know one or two or three at most of the same thing in order to maybe get it right and then it it that picture becomes that moment like in a way it's not cuz like dude a digital camera that i have it's like dude you can take like i don't know it's like i want to say like 30 pictures a second so you just like machine gun pictures it's for like you know sports photography right like not that my camera is, but this function is where it's like, you know, they're trick- they're catching a ball and you get every single photo on the way up to catching it and on the way down. And then you later can figure out what's the, you know, the sports, you know, illustrated cover that you want. But like when when you have a canvas limit, like it, it really does focus you on like I got to I got to nail this. Like I really have to respect the the craft of the pre setup. up. You know, I have to really like nail it in this exact moment right here, not just like try some things. And so I I think that is like a huge like value. The downside, of course, right, we've probably all experienced, especially when the canvases are limited, like taking a photo that you you think you're doing it right. And then you're not, it's like so defeating for a second because you're like, fuck, I only have four more canvases. I just fucked this one up. I can tell because it didn't update my journal. Fuck. Oh, you can actually paint over an existing painting. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So that's honestly what I'd do. I would just paint over being like, no, crap, <laughs> not the right angle, not the yeah, right when, lighting.
3: When you like <laughs> oh, go to awesome. select a canvas, you can select any of the existing
1: ones hmm. with paintings on them. So I can paint over the one that I did for the kid. That's like been sitting in my inventory the whole game. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Fuck. I that's... mean, I,
1: I never actually made
3: use of that because I was like, well, what if it turns out some character wants a painting of a boat, which is the one that I did for the kid, and then, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's but cool. Right. You can, I guess.
0: Another like interesting thing, though, with the painting mechanic was also the fact that T is essentially like an Instagram filter that you can put over the world when you drink it. So like you're given like a Lindau brew and I think it does like that like kind of washed out vintage filter to things. Like
2: sepia or something?
0: No, not 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 exactly. It's like it's just kind of everything has like a slight grey film over it, if that makes sense. And, like, there's one tea that just inverts all the colors, so you're looking at, like, green fire and red sky, and you're like, oh, I'm tri- tripping out here.
1: Um, oh, that's cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah. Um. And, yeah, the, and then other ones are just, like, you know, the, the saturations, like, really dialed all the way up. But then also, like, it's nice that they give you, like, water in your inventory right. that you can just take a swig of water and everything's back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just kind of thought that was a cool thing how it's just like oh yes I'm in Lindau I'm going to take a sip of this Lindau brew and take a picture of the inn in this nice Lindau vintage filter that I have over my eyes currently um I don't know I I just I thought that was a a a cool concept because you know tea is really important uh in that world people talk about it a lot in fact there's like a religion who like thinks that tea is only available to the You know to their god while other groups find tea to be like a great way to like be on a floating raft and just kind of trip out um so it was just kind of cool that you know you could buy a kettle you can also get like a recipe book and from the herbs that you pick along the world you can create these brews that turn out to be different filters for you to view the world in in a way Mm -hmm. yeah
3: Oh yeah. I completely missed that. I I only drank the like functional teas. (laughs) You
0: would? (laughs) The fast travel teas and probably what the item scoping one? Item scoping. Yeah, and so
3: actually like at the farm near the Tiffmore Bluffs, there's a girl who just will be like, Can I get you a tea? We have like uh, what was it, bloomsack or mountain wort? And I just like spammed that until I had a
1: stock of mountain wort to fast travel around. I got really tired of, here you go. So you're, like, the person who, like, someone you go over to someone's house, right? And then they're like, hey, can I get you anything? And you're like, yeah, do you have a case of Coca-Cola? Like, you know, just, like... <laughs> it's like, yeah? Like, just, yeah, if you just load that into my car, they'd be chilling. All right, cool. I'm also thirsty. Do you have water, too? Like, <laughs> nice. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, man.
3: Well, not really, but, like, I don't know. I... None of the characters in the game really felt like they had much depth to me, so I didn't really care about them, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like, this person was literally just a vending machine for tea to me. Um Well, that's why which, they were
2: put in the world.
3: I mean, yeah, I guess. Um What is my purpose? You give me tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> um, and I feel like a lot of the writing just, like... All of the quests were really short. They didn't really develop any of the characters. Um and a lot of it felt very preachy to me. Um, e- even in cases where I like completely agreed with the sentiment. it was just like, this doesn't feel like showing it feels like telling. Um, so like there were there was a token lesbian couple, and there was a token gay couple, and then there was the like, uh, you shouldn't pick the thistle and they'll yell at you. And then there's like the, you shouldn't confront the parent of the child if you think it's problematic um, that the sheriff, like, gives you a lecture on. Um, and it's, like, the only reason I was there in the first place was, was because, like, how do I resolve this quest in my quest book? Like, I don't really care about, like, he can raise his kid how he wants. Like, kid seems to be having fun. I mean, I didn't have the kid try to jump off and an then so maybe I'd change my opinion there. Unfortunate. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're like i'm here to get shit done what the fuck do i say to you to yeah get and then shit as done? a result like the the parent punches me in the face at one point because i'm just like really was it it was, the, it was like ask people in the window to like find something out and i'm like maybe he'll want to know and then he just like punches me in the face oh my god um,
1: <laughs> and then the sheriff gives me a lecture um, <laughs> Hell yeah that's actually hella funny i think you know how do i put it it's like I think they wanted you to get out of that mindset of, like, how do I complete things? But rather, like, how sh- how should I do this? Like, I, I don't, I never resolve that quest, and I don't think I ever will. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't want to tell on that guy. Yeah. I mean,
3: so I, I figured out that there were a few quests that it's just like the implicit choices to not do them. Um, so, like, there's the one about reporting the Roots cult to the mm-hmm. Um, That's, like, the, the tea struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, these people seem like religious fanatics to me, so I'm not going to help them screw up the people that are just trying to trip out on their teas. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where it's a little bit, I guess, like, I don't think the game did necessarily a good job of explaining because so like what i did i i accepted the poison from that from that religious fanatic Mm -hmm. but then what you can do is you can go to the roots den and instead like you have an option to talk to the roots leader and hand the poison over to them and warn them that the sheds are trying to uh poison their teas poison their tea and like they're very thankful. They're like, oh, like, well, we, we just we just want to enjoy our tea, like, and everything. Like, I just accepted it because I just I I was in a hundred percent complete mode where I was just like, I need to get I need to find the way to get the next objective <laughs> on this journal entry. Because if you if you refuse to take the vial, the next part of the journal entry doesn't populate. Um, uh-huh. but yep. you know, once you do, the objective changes to. Uh, poison the plants or warn the roots leader. Um, but it's not very clear from that action that you have that option to warn the roots leader. It kind of gave off the impression that as soon as you accept that vial, like you are dead set on poisoning the plants. Um, so, you know, I, I'm glad I had that option, but I did like reluctantly take the vials being like, do I really have to like sabotage this? for real and then it's like oh i don't have to okay thank god but the game wasn't necessarily clear that there Mm. are like multiple ways to resolve a conflict some in some instances are they do
1: they? are they all like did you resolve the one about the dad differently
0: um i ended up telling the sheriff in town after i told the lady to (laughs) i told the lady to fuck off in town and to keep to her own business but then you could tell the sheriff and the sheriff's just like we don't really handle anything related to that. And then the journal entry etched itself off and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess, I guess we're good.
1: So like this, hmm, this is fair to say, I feel like maybe this is somewhat similar to James's point, but like, it feels like they, the quest system in this game kind of struggles to battle this just like completionist, like go forward progress, like state in all of us, and it even encourages it at times. But I do feel yeah, like I the... mean, like I think the toll bridge is a
3: the canonical example in this game of it, like encouraging that sort of gaming behavior.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's okay to have it, although I do think like this game more than most like wants you to smell the roses. But then like that is at odds with but I've got to complete all these quests. So I guess the fastest way is to fast travel to Nava and then to do this and then to fast travel back and then to make that painting and then to fast travel here to, you know, and it's, um, I don't know. I just think those things are a bit at odds here. And it's unfortunate because I think this game in many ways, like really wants to be kind of an anti-game in that way, but then it has so many game systems and it just turns on all that part of our gamer brains that just want to complete it. Like, where do I go next? What am I supposed to do? is I, like yeah i never I mean, thought i, I would I,
2: really say this but i kind of wish that this game had less mechanics Yeah, and was like more of a walking simulator
3: i'm not sure it's the the mechanics that are the problem i think that's one solution to the problem i feel it's just like the mechanics aside from like the the painting encouraging you to explore the world and the inspiration figuring into that the rest of them just don't really do a lot to support the vision of the game i feel like Mm -hmm. um and i mean maybe we'll get to this on the outer wilds episode but like i think that's an example of a game that does it really well where it's like it is about exploring the world and the mechanics of the game feed
1: really well into that and you don't get any of this dissonance Hmm. i just i do feel like there's dissonance here like to me I like it's not a huge problem to me. Like maybe I didn't it wasn't bothering me as much as it did to James or maybe to Raphael for that matter. But there is some, I can feel it, where like almost like the beginning, like, I don't know, three hours or something of this game is like to me it was like it was like perfect at balancing all that stuff. And then like the the mid game felt like very much like well what quest do I gotta do? How do I do it? Sort of thing. Like now I'm checking things off a list. Whereas before, like the like the intro to this game is so powerful and just like the mystery and the wonder of the world and just walking around and finding stuff and you like paint a picture here or there. But they, they even say things like, you know, you might not have anything to do today. <laughs> like just hang if you want to. And you're like, oh shit, a game where I might just hang? Like I might not have anything to do. I just hang out. This would be awesome. Um, but then it does eventually get to just like, we've got missions and I, you know, okay, you can say what you say about the missions. I like the missions actually, but they definitely do get into like, hey man have you heard about missions um, and you're like fuck yeah how do i get here exactly like am i really thinking that i want a glowing trail for this one it's like no i hate glowing trails it's like what? where was this again you're like "Fuck," okay. i think the door wasn't really so i mean
3: for what it's worth like the atmosphere of the game is really well done like the the combination yeah. of the music and the lighting and the design of the world like it's a pretty cool world and it's like, it's quite beautiful. Um, that being said, like, even there I had some dissonance in that, like, there's this whole, like, there's a really large moon that the sun it gets eclipsed by, um, like, daily at noon, basically. Um, and if you look at it at night, it's actually, like, got water and clouds and a continent on it, mm-hmm. and it's tidally locked to the planet, and this is never mentioned in the game. Like, no character... Mentions anything about this moon other than it being like a moon or the rock in the sky. It kinda, and it kind of looks like Earth, bro. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's clearly like a cool setting there and it's just ignored. And this upset me for probably space reasons, but uh <laughs> I mean, also was just upsetting.
0: I mean, I think, just yeah, a little it's, bit it's of context of there.
3: Things... Raphael likes space.
2: I,
0: i think that's just also just the environment in general like you're you're a you're a newcomer to east Shea, but you're not a newcomer to the planet that you reside on all that much so it's like i think that that earth or moon and the that eclipse is just kind of or at least like that that planet nearby is just kind of you you know what it is um I guess like that's kind of Mm -hmm. the impression I got of it was just it is it is part of the culture it's part of life um and just e-shade is where the sun gets eclipsed by it every day at noon uh, in a way I I personally really liked the eclipse concept of it just because one awesome photos that you can take with it um of course but then also like I don't it, it just kind of added just this like other sense of awe in the world where it's just like every day like as soon as you see the tinge of red, you're like, "Oh, we co- we gotta look at the eclipse."
3: Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I loved the eclipse. Like that was a really cool part of the world. It just felt yeah underdeveloped. I guess.
0: I I think like for me, I I did kind of feel I wouldn't necessarily call it a slog, but I did get kind of stuck on what to do next when it came to crafting the raft. With the sealant the sealant i couldn't find where to find the sealant and i realized it's because i missed the one dialogue option with the one glowstone guy mm-hmm. uh to realize that he's selling uh, sealant
1: also known um, as the 500 glowstone guy <laughs> that was my favorite yeah. character in the game by far <laughs> that guy's oh he's
0: great like the the thing is like say what you will about like i don't know like characters but i found some of the dialogue in this game to be fucking hilarious like oh, yeah. he's just like oh i i only i only buy everything for one glowstone except for mountain Wart, and then you ask him how much do you pay for mountain war and he's like two glowstones (laughs) and you're like
1: (laughs) like, people uh are fucking troll as hell in this game it's ridiculous like
0: like uh the 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 fountain of life one was another really funny one where it's like you can return all the vials to the scientist um and you know she comes back and she's like it's a it's amazing there's there's this there's this compound within the within the spring water that that it, we, we've never studied before. It's a miracle of science. And so your dialogue is like, so the guy was right all along. It can really, like, you know, pause life and you can become immortal. And she's like, oh, oh, no, no, not that. No, he was just using city water. No, no, but this is amazing. What's happening right here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, like it, it's like all the tone as well. Like, I do think like for for a game where like all of the voice actor work was just basically like a first come first serve like just you know shoot off a couple of lines here. thank you for your service. like I did find a lot of like those like short quips to be really great in this game.
1: Yeah, but not for, only that. Here's how you can tell the writing's fucking amazing. Your dialogue responses are hilarious even though they're not like like you can literally be like like you're talking to the one of the couples that you like figured out like their favorite hot spring to go chill at and you're just like careful love is a lie (laughs) like it's just one of the things you could just tell them and it's just that good writing though yes
3: it's fucking hilarious (laughs) i mean i i laughed at it but i i mean i think i laughed at it from the perspective of when i started getting into glitching the game basically and that's where i actually had the most fun in this game was like finding the glitchy things and the ridiculous things so like yeah cl- <laughs>
0: there was the. oh i was just gonna say like there, there's i i do think like some of it's very well timed though i i forget which quest it was but like you stumble across this guy who's like wait you know please help me please don't tell me you have to go and your dialogue options are just say like what is it or you can do i have to go exactly and so i'm just <laughs> i just love of course i i helped him out and everything but i just love the concept of like please don't say you have to go i have to go
1: There's you can basically just hard wreck people in this game for some reason and i never click any of those options but they still give me maybe just as much joy because i get to see them and like essentially just progress down the happy path that i'm trying to go on but just seeing them there just seeing how you can just be a dick for no reason to this person randomly (laughs) it's just it's so funny to me like yeah I I don't know. I think what is so good about the characters to me, like most of the characters at least, is that they're... It's not even about really the... Maybe it is the writing. I mean, it definitely is the writing, but it's just their overall feel is so wholesome. Like the whole game is so goddamn wholesome. Like almost in its entirety. Like Maybe there's spots where you're like, well, maybe this didn't feel wholesome. But that the reason why you feel that way is because 98% of it was. And so like, you know, I could see the the criticism that they're short, undeveloped uh, interactions, but they're all just like so positive and they reinforce this world as just being such a pleasant, lovely place to be. And like, that's what all the scenery is doing and that's what all the music is doing all the time. And that's what every every time you talk to essentially anyone is doing. And uh, yeah, that to me like adds up to a lot of just very pleasant, like it's just a lovely place. Um, Like they just talk about like, do the blacksmith is, like, you know, I'd much rather make tea kettles than I like, would swords. Like, swords are just, like, lame, and they kill people and stuff, and they're so boring to make. Like, you're just, like, it's just, you know, it's hilarious. like I, someone, someone somewhere I was like, oh, yeah, we used to have, like, weapons or something. We don't really need that shit anymore. Like, it's all just pure peaceful out here. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's, um, I guess this kind of this kind of game, like, boils down to, like, are you rewarded... When you go underground to, uh, see, the like I get I don't even know what they what animal they are exactly but when they go the people like I don't know who they the first are. people Raccoons. yeah are they raccoons like
0: guys yeah I think they're yeah. raccoons do
1: raccoons live underground or is this not real is this fake news <laughs> in this game okay it doesn't matter um the point is yeah when you go down <clears> there <throat> like sure they give you some glowstones or whatever but the real reward is just seeing like a a cute like cool like place that these people have lived in forever and it's like got cave paintings on it it's just you know it may not be it's not as not the most beautiful cave i've seen in a video game you know i've seen things that dear esther had that were made more like beautiful but it just feels like magical and different and exploring it is just interesting like they at least for me i valued the world enough and the lore of it enough Just like it was interesting, like it was different. So, look, when I was down there, I was just smiling at all the people that are like behind their curtains, like looking at me, like, "Oh my God, get outsiders here! This is crazy." You you just walk around. Like, there isn't really much to do. Um, You get to see a pool. You get to see some cave paintings. But it's just, it's just at least to me, it was like that rewarded me in the sense of of just tying that to just another weird, beautiful, bizarre element to this like world. And I, I think that to me is one of the huge things that would differentiate those who enjoy it and those who don't it's like if you stumble across something weird and interesting and cool like how does that how do you feel about that like are you sitting there being like wow that was a reward in of itself um or are you not and i i think that's like i think that's like i I would imagine at the people who like enjoy this game more like basically walked into that cave and were just like wow this shit's fucking rad like I don't care about the inspiration this gives me this is inspiring in a real way <laughs> like um
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel like the like once once you get there I feel like the teeth more bluffs area was like the part of the game where I just had to like sit back and be like holy fuck like I'm I'm entranced again mm-hmm. like like I said, it, like it wasn't really a slog in the middle. Like just trying to trying to get past like the soft blocks to get to the Tiefmoor Bluffs, and then once I got there, that area alone was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I think it's just combined with like the music and then the windmills and the sheep and the bluffs, and I'm just like, oh, we're in Dear Esther again, <laughs> like. <laughs> trailing along but then uh there's like the uh starry cave that you can go into in that uh that section as well that's just god you do i keep on putting it to dear Esther, but like that's honestly what it's like it's like oh you go into a cave and it's just like beautiful glimmering amazingness again um like i think i did cave. Like, i did like 20 paintings in that cave alone because i was just like i needed to go into the menu and click export paintings because I need to have these as my backdrop Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) but uh but I feel like we we all felt that mid-game of like the quest systems like bogging us down a bit don't you think like that's what it sounds like
3: yeah I missed
1: a few like critical
3: points there that would have made my life a lot easier like missing the coat stand um also like after doing the in quest i didn't talk to the guy outside which apparently gives you like the super boat that's just amazing mm. um and then like the other one with the water foxes i was looking everywhere in the world for the water foxes there are hundreds out there from, just like a so you just have to look, tiny yeah. path yeah. behind him yeah that i just managed to miss yeah yeah, yeah
1: totally I, I missed them a bunch of times, but I knew that he had said they were a hundred <clears throat> pieces from him, so I was like, "Jesus, okay, how many?" Oh, did I,
3: I missed been? that in his dialogue, and then you can't get back to it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Oh, I found myself getting really caught by this really dumb pattern. That's totally my fault. But there's a pacing thing in dialogue that, like, sometimes I love. I love to like play dialogue actively if that makes any sense. Like I like to try to make it time well so that it flows. And one of the most badass things you can do ever is if it's the person's last line, you can skip it and they will still say it even though the text down at the bottom like ends and you can like either walk away sometimes or like you can start to pick your next option. And I love games that do that because then you can like prepare your next option in the right amount of like flow except that if you predict that it's their last line and it's not you just hard skip what they have to say
0: <laughs> yeah that happened a couple times for me accidentally <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. there's also that guy who uh is like playing you the song he's writing mm-hmm.
2: uh
3: oh, yeah. and it, did he, did anybody else walk away while he was doing that
1: no. oh no no
3: <laughs> so i mean I, I listened to it to the first time and then i was like okay is there going to be anything else and he's like basically just like play it again i'm like okay whatever sure and then i walked away and then he was like he he interrupts the playing after you get a certain ways away and he's like come on really (laughs) you're like
1: ouch (laughs) yeah yeah i love that i
0: mean that's that's like that's a great little detail there i i feel like some i I feel like i did that again with like with somebody talking to me where like they were telling me something and i like strayed a little too far away and they were just like oh okay well i guess we'll chat later then and i'm like oh wait wait okay sorry my bad (laughs) you were saying
1: yeah it's i love games that do that because it's just punishing like just like the dumbest shit gamers will do just the dumb like just talking to someone and then just walking away is like standard behavior like like in video games because mm-hmm. these are machines, bro, not people. But it's always funny when they'll like call that out. Just be like, oh, you hurt my feelings. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was picking all the dialogue options to like make you feel better. But then I walked away from you because I think there was like a stick over here or something. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I must be going. I should go. Uh, I should go. I should go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> it's lovely. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Like dude, there's so... I do think they try to alleviate the middle section by giving you like movement tech, essentially, like right with the bicycles and the fast travel and all that stuff. Um, be- but like, do you guys remember when you first saw the tree? Like that was a stunning, like like visual. And there's so many stunning visuals. Like even the, what, the inn at the top, like across from the tree that's on the top of a little, not really a mountain, but like an outcropping of rocks or something, but, like all this stuff is really stunning. I would say the first like 15 times you see it or something like that. Um, and I feel like they might push too many times seeing these things a little bit and then you have to use the movement tech to like get around. But I don't wanna forget, and I don't think I did forget like the, just like this world, I, I compared it a lot in my mind to Skyrim or like Oblivion or these sorts of Elder Scrolls games because the setting feels like that. It feels old old school, old time, like sort of feels like fantasy. It feels Like someone might use magic, someone might pull out a sword or a bow or an arrow, you know, your bike is wooden, you know, it just feels like that setting. And it's a much smaller world than Skyrim and the towns are smaller and everything, but it feels so much more interesting to me. Like it feels so much more like loved and and has so much more detail in it that it just, it kind of reminded me of like, you know, like this game is a lot of like less is more when it comes to that stuff like the really giant Mm. like world in skyrim it's it is what it is but you're fast traveling all around it all the time and like it's giant but it's very empty yeah it's very empty yeah and this i felt was way less giant and way less empty although it is empty in some regards if you're thinking of like gameplay reasons but from like a beauty standpoint like from a mystery standpoint i think it's very dense and from like a compositional standpoint it's very dense
3: yeah, just like the scenery change from the Great Tree to the Bloomwood. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. so many different like things along the way. And, I mean, the game is about those things. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're painting pictures of the tree, you're painting pictures of the Bloomwood. You're finding the eye at the time of the eclipse. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the main guy who worked on this, this was a mainly, this was a game that only, well, not only, but two people predominantly worked on it. But the main guy who worked on it, he uh, quit his day job as a AAA game environmental designer to make Eastshade. So, like, it makes total sense with his experience being an environment designer in video games that he would create such an environmentally rich scenery that doesn't seem empty like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, Makes perfect sense. But like without the constraint of it needs to be this large exactly because the player has a rocket ship uh, that they can just travel on. Like they have a, a, a snowboard that they got in the DLC that functions like the Silver Surfer so they go 100 miles per hour at the start of the game if they paid 10 extra dollars. So as a result of that, we're gonna need let's see, 100 miles by 100 miles, I think. And you're like, but I made this amazing cave and it took me, I mean, honestly, an entire week. And they're like, that's nice, but there's a chest at the end of that and it's gonna be randomized. So I guess what's in there could be anything from a sword (laughs) that's iron to, and you're like, okay, okay, come on, get out my face. So this game is like very much the opposite of that. And you can see, like this is probably that person rejecting those systems and those premises like pretty hard to make something way more dense visually.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, originally, he wanted to make this, like, a survival game. I think, like, he wanted to make more... uh, I think he he said in his dev diary... That explains why
2: you have to pick up sticks.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it explains the crafting system and the cold at night. Uh, Apparently, there used to be, like, a thirst and a hunger system. Um, But then, in the the diary...
2: he realized that was
1: not fun.
3: Yeah, he says, like, you're constantly fighting those instead of appreciating the world. Yeah,
1: and I think there's still vestiges of that. Yeah, that's
2: how I felt about the sticks on the ground.
3: And that's when they actually, like, introduced the painting and inspiration system. So, like, that was actually added on fairly late, I guess. Really?
1: Which right. is interesting. Yeah. One small detail huh. about the painting system that I think is easily overlooked but is so fucking baller is that, imagine <clears throat> this, right? Like, if you painted something, it could just go straight in your inventory. But you see it on the easel in the world. And it's just oh it looks so good
0: I would i would forget to pick it up
1: okay that's i like attractive. immediately go to
0: like my painting in painting inventory being like where where is it what? i don't see it and i'm like walking around being like where where is it i found like an easel that i had like forgot to pick up like towards the beginning of the world like oh that's where that painting went
1: <laughs> okay that's ridiculous <laughs> like okay forgetting your bicycle is like one thing or forgetting your tent is one thing but your your easel that you just painted okay all right nice well
0: because i'm just i don't know i'm just too like i'm still looking at the world i'm like okay well we'll just continue on our merry way <laughs> just forget that the painting's just it's so always bad. on a
2: different level of
1: zen mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah I hear that oh man
0: Uh, one small detail also that I really liked just in in regards to the inspiration. So like, I, I do like that you, you gain inspiration, not just through exploring, but also through like reading books or listening to music or like watching the straight performers in, uh, um, Nava. Um, those are all great ways to gain inspiration, Mm -hmm. but there is this one guy in Nava who he asks if you want to like shuck peas for him, uh for 10 glowstones and so if you're if you're strapped for cash you'll typically be like okay yeah i'll do it but your inspiration decreases yeah. the more you work with yeah, it. i did that
3: like four times in a row and then it was like oh no i only have three inspiration <laughs> i didn't notice until like the last time oh. it, and then i was like
1: okay now i understand what i am losing in this trade and that's just a statement that's just a like they 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 make a lot of statements about what gives you inspiration and they make a lot of statements about what takes it away too like, it is, yeah, I love that. Because you're like, I was in kind of go mode of, okay, what's the mini game to pick to, like, shuck peas or whatever? Do I have to walk up here and press A on a bunch of things? Because I'll do it if I have to. And it's like, no, you just have to suck the life force from you for the money. And you're like, oof, too real. Too real. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. I think about that a lot, though, and I thought about a lot that a lot when I was a kid. I was like, why do I know all of these adults that have no... They don't seem inspired at all. And like you talk to them and they would say like, oh, it's, I mean, I don't know. And they never, no one would be like, well, here's exactly why bro. I, I've been thinking about that. And yeah, it's true. I'm lame as hell. No one would say that, but they would essentially say something along the lines of like, well, I just work and then go to bed or whatever. And you're like, Oh, interesting. Like that probably would lead to that. So that's definitely what that I dude. do. Okay. You don't know suck like really crazy. I bet you that dev that left their triple A you know, environmental job probably felt that way about the worlds they were creating then. Like, mm, absolutely, mm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sad, indeed. Mm-hmm.
0: I highly recommend. Like, he he did like a whole like postmortem about E Shade. Like, he like gives all like the rundown of the development of the game. Um, fascinating stuff if you're ever interested. Mm-hmm. Um, just all about the development process of E Shade as well as just, I don't know. Typical blunders that have happened throughout the process, like how on launch day they lost power, so he couldn't actually publish the game on Steam on launch day.
1: Nice, wow, that sucks. <laughs> That's just a <laughs> it's unlucky. It's oof. That's what that is. Oh, I think <clears throat> I think he
3: actually got lucky, and it, the power was restored like a few hours before he was supposed to publish it, and so he was oh, like wow. just barely able to. But
1: yeah. I will also say, just because we're talking about blenders and things, I definitely found myself blenders? being Blenders. What?
2: We're talking about blenders?
1: Blenders. Blenders. Blunders. Blenders. Blunders, not
2: blenders. On the context of uh, blenders, yeah. I'm on the same page. Yeah. I'm on the same page. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's this one side <laughs> to Yeah, where you blend a bunch <laughs> of things together and it's like it's about how electricity being introduced to the world is like a net negative from a sound pollution standpoint because now there's all these engines that are, right? Um, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I just... Totally s- see it. Sometimes I would get stuck in the in the paint menu. I don't know if you guys, like, encountered this where you would like, not the paint menu, but, like, okay, you know the one where it's, like, you can adjust the corners of your composition, and then, like, I would try to quit out of that, and then it would just, like, walk around with this giant, like, press A to paint everywhere, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, I'd have, like, yeah you know i mean like
3: i would consistently get that when i was doing a painting and that it would be like one prompt behind mm-hmm. and then i just have to i mean, I just press e
1: afterwards and it goes away
3: and nothing happens mm-hmm. but
1: yeah yeah i never wanted to waste my easel so or my whatever so i always ended up like you can go like into your quest log basically and quit out of that or whatever and it would work but yeah like i feel like overall there's like slightly more bugs in this game than you'd like to see i mean it's not cyberpunk But it is also, I was kind of expecting this game to be a bit more airtight uh, than it was. But like, okay, you know, fair enough. Like nothing like truly terrible. I didn't have anything game ruining. I did one time have to quit to the menu because the kid who teaches you how to make a canvas just, I don't know. You just like walk away. Actually, you teach the kid how to make a canvas. Right. And insight. Also teachers. Exactly. And that's just the beauty of the message, bro. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like he just like was walking into a wall or something, kind of like forever, like in a place that you couldn't like get to him. Like I don't know how to describe it, but he just like you couldn't talk to him. And I was like, just,
0: Basically, every lootable cyberpunk body disappearing through the floor. No,
1: seriously, it was cyberpunk trauma for sure, because I was just sitting there like, no, 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 not you, (laughs) Shade. You were supposed to be the savior, not like... (laughs) You were not supposed to destroy Where the fuck that meme is, so yeah. Oh, God.
2: (laughs) You were supposed to save the the force, not ruin it.
3: I did also lose a raft due to placing it in a place where it turns out there was an invisible fence in the way, so I couldn't actually get to it so i had to make another raft Did you need to oh, get no. more sealant well i mean if you give him the password to roots he gives you 5 sealant oh,
1: i see i see i see
3: i guess to to cover this scenario where you forget your raft or you lose it mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah granted there was one time where i when i got the reed boat I placed the reed boat, it was kind of like half on the dock, half in the water. Um, So I got into the boat thinking that I could just press forward and the boat would slip into the water, but it didn't because it was stuck on the dock. But I couldn't dismount because it said the water was too deep, but I couldn't move forward or backwards. (laughs) So I was just forever trapped in this reed boat. I had to to hard quit out of there because I was like, well, that's kind of my fault. I was the one that looked at this lopsided boat being like, yeah, let's just jump into this. Why not? (laughs) The game's just like, yeah, we're on a hard surface. We can't move.
3: (laughs) It does seem like, I mean, it shouldn't allow you to get into it where it would not allow you to get out of it.
1: True. That dude, that experience that you had reminds me of this fucking NPC that we literally saw in Dark Souls like the fucking the other day where he's like, yeah, I ended up dead and now I'm just sitting here And my entire existence is just looking at the stars now because you're just trapped in this boat. And it's like, you know, it's not so bad. It's like you learn to enjoy it. You're like, okay.
0: The eclipse was happening while I was in the boat. So I'm like, okay, I'll look at the eclipse for a bit. Well, now can my boat move? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, here I am. I'm like looking at the NPC fishing next to me being like, you want to give me a little nudge? No. Okay.
1: I've helped so many people here. Can you just give me a solid push, please? <laughs> like, <laughs> please. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, cool. I'm curious. I mean, any the other things people want to talk about? I know. I think the the lighting in this game is just really awesome, and like the way it changes things. Like, there. Yep. So that's that's another really like key photography thing, is like capturing the moment of the light in when it's when it feels right. It's just that feeling right. It's actually kind of ridiculous. Like there was one uh, painting photo I did of the owl where I wasn't sure if the owl was gonna leave or not. So I felt like I had to do it fast. And I think the owl does leave, or at least it did leave after I took the the painting. I'm not sure if it was like timed, but it doesn't really matter. But the feeling of urgency was there and I was unmistakably reminded of like a headshot in a video game. Like I had to like fucking line it up quick and take it because the lighting was beautiful and it was right there. And I was just laughing to myself like, is photography really like a target practice exercise? It kind of is like when the lighting is just right or the moon is just exactly behind the mountain in the exact way that you want. And you know, in less than 30 seconds, it's going to move positions and it won't be that perfect framing you wanted. Like you have to land it now. And I just thought that was just a, such a ridiculous comparison, but it totally is. So take for that what you will. Um, <laughs> but I definitely no scope a fool in this game. It was pretty nice. Um, <laughs> true packs. Yep. Yep. Anything else people want to shout out, cover, things like that? I also
3: did want to say that, like, to be honest, the although, like, the composition and the, like, artistic choices were really sound and well done um, in terms of building the landscape the actual quality of the textures and the models felt like Skyrim basically so it's like 10 year 10 years old which I mean have to say like it was like one guy doing all of this so that's crazy but on the other hand I kind of wish that they had gone for like a slightly stylized look
1: where maybe they like these gaps wouldn't have been so obvious it's very skyrim esque even the way you talk to npcs and they like you like drill into their face like you know you just like look at them right and like that it's just it's so skyrim like but yeah
0: i think he did say that the developer was inspired by elder scrolls when it came to the npcs in this game
1: makes a little sense
0: at least in making them animals The animals is something he's not quite sure if he likes it or regrets it, according to his dev diary. That seems
1: very reasonable. I kept thinking to myself, like, some... I can't believe this game probably has people, like, drawing, like, these characters naked. And I just, like, I just couldn't get that, like, thought out of my head. Like, it's just such a pleasant game, but, but like, someone's doing this. his
0: main thing is, like, he... He's not quite sure if, like, the fact that they're animals... It has cost him a player base or not like it has cost him players to his game mm-hmm. because well, people the yeah go
3: argument ahead. he made was that um if he had gone with standard humans he would have had access to like the library of animations that have been done but mm.
1: well, with standard human bodies although they're kind of humanoid animals to some degree yeah
3: and mm-hmm. in a little bit disappointing way to me in any way like it bothered me that the female owl people still had like well breasts like birds don't really you have a chicken breast though <laughs> I, I, was I was thinking think
1: was that but it's like it's not <laughs> no it's not yeah it's a different thing
3: like it, it bothered <laughs> me that like this was how it was choosing to differentiate between the male and the female owl characters even though, like, there's already the voice. I mean, also, like, does it matter? Like, the game is trying to make so many statements on other things. Why wouldn't it make a statement on gender identity? I don't
1: know. It's so funny, though, that there is, like... Do you remember that one quest where the fucking... It's, like, rodents or something getting in the dude's garden? And it's, like, there's this weird moment where he's just, like, these fucking animals, and you're like, what? what? <laughs> Reasonable? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> what are you, bro? Okay. We're good. Um... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I, I I liked that they were animals cuz I think it just puts you in like a this is very much not my normal uh experience here. Like I am in another world that has different rules and has different everything. And um yeah, I feel like the animals are kind of a little bit of the stylization that maybe you would have liked to see in the environment itself. Like cuz if they were people, I would, we would be having a conversation about how those people looked really bad and that, wow, people have come a long way with their animations or whatever, right? Like, since, like, even their textures. But I have no idea what a humanoid owl is supposed to look like, so I guess this will (laughs) do. Like, you know?
0: Right. Cool.
1: Very cool. Okay, all right. Feels like the rating section is near. That's what it feels like. Um, James we haven't heard from you for a minute but kind of because you gave out your thesis already but do you want to restate it a bit and throw a rating on this bad boy sure Um,
2: I definitely I see the value of this game I see the beauty of this game Um, I wasn't in the right headspace to interface with it this week Um. But the fact that there's like a quest log that's actually pretty good and a reasonably small um, map means that this is definitely a game that I might uh, jump back into in a little while. Um, When I want to uh, experience some beauty and calm vibes and an aggressively pleasant world Uh, you know, cause our, the world we live in is definitely not aggressively pleasant, uh, sometimes. And, um, I think it's, it's possibly best enjoyed, um, in small bursts, um, for, for someone like me. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to give it a one thumb up, um, the amount that I enjoyed, uh, or the amount that I played, I, I enjoyed. And um, I kind of left it pretty quickly when I realized that I was going to start not enjoying it. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I think it's one thumb is fair.
1: What do you think, Raphael? so i was a little
3: bit torn um between the the one and the two thumbs um in that like i mean i did play the game all the way um and i did enjoy it um that being said like there was dissonance in basically every aspect of the game for me to some degree um and a lot of the things that it does, and a lot of the things that you would want to play this game for, I've just seen done better in other games. Um, like I would say, like Fez and the Outer Wilds are two really good examples of like having a nice place that's cool and interesting and fun to explore. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go with
1: one thumb. is it because it's not in space it's okay to say yes but
3: it is in space oh.
1: okay that blew my mind at that instant uh, <laughs> it's all in space bro okay uh coming back down to always it. has been yeah, exactly Ooh, and even space related <laughs> meme reasonable okay um okay i'll jump in i'll go and then Zoe, do you no. want to finish it
0: Yep, sure. That's fine.
1: That is fine. no. That is an unacceptable <laughs> order. Oh, well,
0: I we we both said I'll go next, oh, really? so I'm like, okay, oh, go for it. I'll, I'll back off. <laughs> no, go for it, go
1: okay,
0: for it. I'll go. Okay. Um, I think I I'm gonna give E a two thumbs up to start off with. Hey, here's here's me starting out my review section with my rating, guys. Not going on a 20 minute tangent and then forgetting to rate it like last week. Um, but yeah, two thumbs up from me. I really enjoyed this game this this game is definitely uh this game is definitely up my alley and I just really appreciated the cozy atmosphere that this game gave off and it was kind of perfect for how I situated myself this past week like there's very few games I feel that I can play these days where I can truly like curl up with a cup of tea and like wrapped in a blanket and just feel like you know have my knees up to my chest in my desk chair like there's very few games where I feel comfortable doing that and this game was definitely that for me so there's just like fond memories this past weekend of just me just getting lost in a world that's just very beautiful um you know Every time my character sips some tea, I sip some tea as well. I was just—I was very immersed. I was—I was truly cosplaying, what it was like to live live in Eastshade. Um, but also, I—you know—I—I I did find—I I did appreciate how, uh, like the systems in the game. While while there are systems that we can argue may or may not have needed to be there, like the cold, like the crafting, um, I did still appreciate how simplistic they were. Like, the blacksmith only sells two items, both of which are easily attainable. Um, You know, fishing for the, you know, the fabled, I forget the old fish name. Old Pops,
1: maybe.
0: Yeah, Old Pops. Fishing for Old Pops, like, it's not something that's totally, like, I don't know, like, such an endeavor to get through. Like, all of it is very easily attainable. And I just kind of found each of the quests and journeys of this game to just be like nice little uh nice little anecdotes or parables uh with you know just either either has like a a a meaning to it or maybe not maybe it's just a nice little a nice little story wrapped in a bow for you um but I certainly appreciated just how small and condensed they were and sure it, it leads to you not being able to connect to characters but I think they just really wanted you to just have another taste of life in Eastshade, um, little by little. Um, so I, I absolutely loved it. Um, so two thumbs up from me. You know, the bugs, yeah, they're bugs, but they're, they're negligible. Um, I never felt truly annoyed by them. It could definitely use some polish, but I think you should still go for it if you're certainly looking for just like a nice, slow-paced, atmospheric game to just get lost in which I certainly like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, God, I could use some polish. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I feel like this game is kind of, like, made for me in essence. Like, I love painting. Not really, but I love picture taking, which is what James correctly stated that this more likely is akin to. Um, I love taking pictures. I love composition. I love beautiful worlds. I love getting lost in them. I love moseying uh if it's going to give me value visually like as a result um i love weird worlds that don't really make sense or don't initially make sense you know what i mean like you just like you're not like oh yeah dude i totally get this place e-shade is just like insert this other thing like it, it really isn't um i never really liked games like Mister or whatever from back in the day but everyone else did or everyone else's dad did or whatever you know what i mean like and like i never found the intrigue in those games or in those worlds but i think i found something similar to that here where like there were some really simple puzzles you know like the one where you you bounce the light around or the one where you solve a riddle those are actually deeply connected um and i like cared and was interested in i wanted to do that whereas in most games i'll be like why like why am i doing this like but it I I cared, so that was cool. Um, Yeah, like, I feel like... so. Okay, so I am also going to give this game a two thumbs up. But I think it's weird that I want to frame... It's so confusing and backwards to frame it this way, but I want to say, like, this is decidedly not a Gold Star game for me. And that's unfortunate because it actually could be. It's not... It's missing that intangible wonderfulness, that magicalness that a Gold Star game would have. That like that maybe it's just insane cohesiveness, or maybe it's, you know, the system's playing exactly into the thing, or maybe it's just something extra about it that I would have liked. But I think it is a two-thumbs up for me because I just in terms of experiences like this that were so lovely and so just wholesome all the time, like I can't think of many and I certainly haven't played many recently. And so it's just, it's just pleasant and lovely. Like I would absolutely recommend it to people to, to go check it out. Um, It's the, yeah, like there are, there's some weird polish situations. There's some weird systems in there. There's definitely points where I was a little bit lost and not like in a good way, because I was like trying to get on the treadmill of like progressing things so that I could, move forward and see more then I got a little bit lost doing so, or like read through my quest log and be like, I guess I can do this one still. Maybe like, I don't know what I need to do to resolve this one. And it doesn't, it feels like I might've messed it up or I don't know about this one. I don't want to continue it. Or so there's some weirdness like that, but like I just, it's the simple things in life with this game. It's like the getting on the bicycle and just riding down the paths or alternatively the mountainside that just feel wonderful i feel like and it's just looking and lining up the perfect shot to get like a beautiful composition i just i don't know and then it's um truthfully it's uh it's the photography mindset that i that i love that this game puts you into where you walk around the world and you don't have a reason yet you don't have a game reason yet to take this picture but you see the picture in the world Like, when you're approaching Nava, you're like, this thing has a million pictures I can take of it. Like, the fact that the bridge up to Nava is so incredible with the way it's arched. It's amazing. And not only is it amazing to go over it and then see Nava from, like, almost up above as you walk in, but also just, like, the way the the crops are circling Nava and stuff like that. And just, like, everything about it is so spectacularly interesting. And you're thinking to yourself, I don't have a reason yet and i have limited canvases right now especially before you've gone into nava but like i can feel the photo like in my soul and putting me into that state is something that i'm very like thankful for and i very much appreciate this experience for giving me and so like that's i think really like part of the core of it is like if you enjoy like getting into that creative state and just like seeing it around um this is a game that can definitely do that for you so go for it um Sweet. I think we might yeah. have done it.
0: Nice. We're all in a state of bliss right. right now mm-hmm. after talking about each shade. Yeah. Next week, we'll do something completely <laughs> different. Yeah, that is <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, we should like. It's one of those weird things where, like, technically, yes, we know what we're doing next week, and we've even talked about it before the podcast, and we've confirmed that that's what we're doing. And yet, I feel so weird saying it because what if something changed? Like, dude, the broken promises in this podcast—they're <laughs> non-zero, <laughs> <laughs> and they're the skeletons in our closet. Um, oh, I don't know.
0: Indeed, true. <laughs> so, yeah, next week we'll be playing uh, Barbie dress up. <laughs> the flash game. <laughs> that that's right
1: afraid. kim kardashian or no <laughs> yes. okay cool all right
0: well we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening to us uh ramble on here but yeah take care and we'll see you next week mm-hmm.